What's up, Raider Nation? Matt Holder here from Silver and Black Pride to bring you another Friday episode of the Holder's Handful podcast. We're going to be going over the biggest news stories of the week, recapping the injury report, and of course, I'll share a few of my thoughts about this Sunday's matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, let's get to it. The biggest news story we'll touch on is Mad Max Crosby was named as AFC Defensive Player of the Week for his dominant performance on Monday Night Football. Crosby joins Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and Bengals kicker Evan McPherson as the representatives from the AFC, and Matt Stafford, Chandler Jones, and Bradley Pinion receive the honors for the NFC. This marks the second time Crosby has won the award, as the other time came after his four-sack performance against Cincinnati as a rookie. And I talked about this in my article, but it really just caps off what's been an amazing couple of weeks for Crosby. The story came out recently about how he's overcome some personal struggles with his sobriety. Then John Gruden was praising him for how much time he's not only put in on the field, but in the film room too. He was named as one of the team captains for the first time, and he caps it off by dominating on national television and winning an award for it. An awesome, awesome story for Max Crosby, and hopefully he can keep it going and earn his first Pro Bowl and or All-Pro honors this year. Our next piece of news comes from The Athletic's Vic Tafer. Vic tweeted out earlier this week that the Raiders have filed a complaint to the league for a few dirty hits by Ravens defenders against Hunter Renfro. Vic also pointed out that Patrick Queen was flagged for one and the Raiders have compiled a video of after the play and away from the ball hits on Renfro. Of course, the social media detectives have gone back and shared a few of the clips and honestly, a lot of them look pretty bad. As of right now, there's been no updates on the matter, but I'll be sure to let you guys know once we do hear something more. Pro Football Talk released a story about how Darren Waller can become the first tight end in NFL history to record five straight 100-yard games on Sunday. Four other tight ends have also been able to have four 100-yard games in a row, Tyler Higbee, Travis Kelsey, Jimmy Graham twice, and Tony Gonzalez. So Waller has a chance to not only cement himself in the history books this weekend, but also has a chance to pass up a few legendary tight ends and add more weight to the argument that he's the best player at his position in the NFL. The Raiders also made a few roster transactions this week, signing defensive tackle Damon Square and guard Jordan Simmons to the active roster, while also adding safety HaHa Clinton-Dix to the practice squad. In a corresponding move, cornerback Mondre Hopper was released from the practice squad. Square comes from the Bears practice squad and is a Gus Bradley guy, having played for him with the Chargers. We'll get to this in a minute, but the Raiders were looking for someone to replace Gerald McCoy, who got injured against the Ravens, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see Square on the field sooner rather than later. Simmons was plucked off the Seahawks practice squad and expects to add some much-needed depth at guard with Denzel Good out for the year. I'll be honest, Clinton Dix's signing was a, was a surprise to me. The Raiders don't have a ton of injury concerns at safety, and the last few years of Clinton Dix's career have not been promising for his future. Las Vegas brought him in for a workout last season and didn't sign him, but he did sign with Dallas only to be cut before the season. Then he signed with the 49ers during the training camp after they had a bunch of injuries, and Clinton Dix got cut again. He's had his moments in the past, so maybe Gruden and Bradley are just looking for a better insurance plan in case of an emergency, so we'll see what happens. Alright, on to the injury report, and you guys are going to have to bear with me on this one because it's a long one. I'll start by talking about the two guys I just mentioned, Gerald McCoy and Denzel Good. McCoy had to be carted off the field on Monday night, and the team announced that his season is over with a left knee injury. That's devastating blow for McCoy, who missed all of last season with an injury, and that looked good during his short time with the Raiders. Anyone who listened to me after the 49ers game heard me talk about how dominant he was, and the Raiders' search for a three-tech will have to continue. Good tore his ACL against the Ravens and actually played several plays in the game on said torn ACL. Obviously, losing a starting offensive lineman is never ideal, especially when the team is already young up front, but the underrated part about losing Good is he was a backup offensive tackle option for the Raiders too. I'd expect John Simpson to fill in for the rest of the season, but Jermaine Illuminor is also a decent option moving forward for the Silver and Black. 
Next up, we'll go over the guys who have yet to participate in practice this week. Guard Richie Incognito was sidelined again this week, and it doesn't look like he'll be playing on Sunday. Simpson stepped in for him last week, and Illuminar took over for good, so I'd expect to see more of that combination against the Steelers. Josh Jacobs is also yet to participate in practice with toe and ankle injuries. I'm not sure as to what his status for the game will be at this time, but I'd imagine we'll see a lot more of Kenyon Drake regardless of Jacobs' status, since it doesn't sound like Jacobs will be 100%, and we might even get to see Peyton Barber make his Raiders debut. Linebacker Nick Wachowski has a concussion and has not participated in practice this week, so I'd be surprised to see him suit up on Sunday. Denzel Perryman started against the Ravens, and I'd expect to see him play more if Quit is indeed out. Quarterback Marcus Mariota is out with a quad injury and will likely be sidelined for at least a few weeks. That means Peterman will dress and no Mariota package for the time being. Finally, safety Roderick Teamer has been out with an ankle injury, so it sounds like he'll be inactive for the second straight week. All right. On to the limited and full participant guys, and I'm just going to list these guys out since I imagine most of them will be playing, and I've talked about injuries too damn much already. Fullback Alec Engold was limited on Wednesday and Thursday with a fibula injury. Defensive end Carl Nassa missed Wednesday's practice and was limited on Thursday with pectoral and toe injuries. Yannick Ngakwe has been limited all week with a hamstring, but that's actually an improvement as there was a fear on Tuesday that he might have a more serious injury. Linebacker Denzel Perryman has also been limited with a hip injury. And on to the full participants. Divine Diablo with an ankle, Brian Edwards with an elbow, Cleveland Farrell has a tweaked back, Jonathan Hankins' knee, Andre James' elbow, and finally, down Levitt hip. Thank God that's over with. On to the best part of the show, where I give you guys three of my five X factors from my article that's up on silverandblackpride.com. I know last week I gave you guys Cleveland Farrell. He ended up being a healthy scratch. My bad on that one. Didn't see that one coming. I'll be uh, less risky this time around with my picks. But the first guy I'm going to be watching is going to be center Andre James. Last week was a little rough for him. He's never been known for being a, a run blocker, definitely been better as a pass blocker, and he struggled as a run blocker against the Ravens. And unfortunately, this week doesn't get any easier. Cam Hayward's going to be on the other side, Tyson Alawalu and Chris Wormley will be there too, and all three of those guys are really good against the run. If the Raiders are going to be able to run the ball against the Steelers, especially up the middle, then they're going to have to rely on James, and he's really going to have to step up this week because, again, this is going to be a tough matchup for him. The next guy I'm going to be watching is actually going to be next to James, and that's John Simpson. Like I just mentioned, the Steelers have a great defensive line and a lot of really impressive defensive tackles, which is going to put a lot of stress on Simpson. Now, luckily, he is a good run blocker, so I think he'll be able to help in that area. But he's also probably going to be going against Cam Hayward quite a bit on Sunday in pass protection, and that's something that he's never really been great at. It might be a matchup that favors the Steelers right now. But then again, if Simpson can step up, this will be a great game for him to build momentum moving forward, especially as a second-year player being able to shut down one of the best defense tackles in the league. All right, I'm going to wrap things up by taking the low-hanging fruit and naming Max Crosby as an X-Factor. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Crosby dominated against the Ravens and actually went against the Steelers' offseason cap casually in Alejandro Villanueva. Pittsburgh had struggled to replace Villanueva and their right tackle, Zach Banner, was placed on IR shortly after training camp. Chukuma Okafor was the replacement for Banner last week, and he was terrible against the Bills, so I'd expect Crosby to have another big performance, which the Raiders are going to need since the Steelers have a strong receiving core, and getting to Big Ben early and often could be the key to slowing them down. That'll wrap up our show for today. Make sure you're following me on Twitter, at mholder95, and of course, Silver and Black Pride. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe, as we'd greatly appreciate it. Other than that, until next time.